0: Ready to jump into everybody's favorite part of the organizing steps. We are already at part four, which is contain. While it is probably the most fun step, it can also get you in trouble and cost you a lot of money if you don't ask yourself a couple questions before you go buying things. I just want to dig into definitely what you need to take into consideration so that you can have fun with it, which is really the point. Let's go. Hey friend. Welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. If you are somehow finding me in the middle of a part four, please go back. Um, It actually starts on episode 42, which is the intro to this series, and then we have All the five steps that we're covering on how to organize any space in our home. We are following Julie Morgan Stern's five steps to the acronym SPACE that she created. And they are sort, purge, assign, contain, and equalize. And today we're on contain, which as one might expect has to do with purchasing the containers, which is a whole industry. Thank you, the container store. And let's talk about the the good, the bad, and the ugly with containers. I have done an entire episode, episode 16, I believe it might be 14. I'll try and add whichever one is the right one in the show notes. The the greatest trap of the container is purchasing it first and then trying to make your stuff fit what you purchased. And that's what that episode goes about. But since you're doing it the right way with me this time, You are actually ready and are going to be given permission to get the containers, which I know is the part that feels like a reward. I mean, you've come this far. Why not reward yourself with some containers? I just want you to reward yourself with the right containers. And there are some things to take into consideration. So we're going to, we're going to dig into those. First and most important question you must ask yourself, and we've been doing our pantry at this point you sorted everything out. You purged what you didn't need. You've assigned these homes to places. And we talked a little bit in the assign episode that you're putting things back and you're like, is there a better way to put these things back? And that's where the containers are going to come in. But the first question you ask yourself is, does it even need a container? <laughs> or am I just buying a container? Cause I want a container. Look at your space. Sometimes containers actually take space away think about this from like your shelf that has, let's say your cereal boxes on it. Well, cereal boxes are pretty streamlined. They do what a container does. They are a container. And so you don't have to pour your cereal out of a container into a container that is usually oval and a little wider at the top than the bottom and, ugh. It's actually a less efficient container, (laughs) let's be honest. But we're sold that we want that container because it looks pretty. Now, I will give a cereal container two, what is it, Uh, uh, props (laughs) to, two wins. One is that yes, you can see how much cereal is left. You can also see how much cereal is left if you pick up a box and shake it. But yes, that's an extra step. So with glancing at your pretty clear acrylic containers, you can, in a glance, see how much cereal is left. And if you need to go buy some more. Okay, that's step one. Or that's benefit one. Benefit two is that it does, particularly if you have kids who try to bust into those inner bags and they break them into a million pieces, <laughs> and they never shut right again. And your ste- cereal gets stale fast. Yes, the, the, the pretty cereal container does keep cereal fresh. So it has two wins. I'll give it, I'll give it credit for those. Uh, the downsize and particularly for ADHD people is, are you really going to take the extra step when you come home from the grocery store to make sure you have an empty container, clean it up from whatever the last cereal was, dump the new cereal in it and put it back on the shelf where it belongs so that it always looks pretty? be real honest with yourself about that. And if you are in my Facebook group, where I have been showing you some steps along the way in my own pantry, you will see that I own three. I absolutely own three. It was a deal at Costco where I could buy three at once. I did it honestly, when I was trying to promote my organizing business on Instagram. And let's face it, Instagram wants a lot of very pretty staged pictures. And I knew it would, it would make a pretty picture there is a difference between staging and organizing and I'll keep preaching that till I'm blue in the face. If you're like I just really want this and I really need this and I'm buying myself some cereal containers, then please let's follow the rest of the steps that I'm about to talk about. So the first one and I've been all over the map right now is just ask yourself does it even need a container? Eliminate some of the cost and some of the the silly purchasing on if it's even necessary, All right? So now let's get to a space where you're like, actually, I think a container would be helpful here. There is a lot to consider about getting a container. Do I need clear or do I want it to be opaque? Because if I like visual clutter or not visual clutter is putting a bunch of clear containers where I shove stuff in, gonna make me feel any better about the space than opaque containers that have a nice label on them. And I don't have to look at the stuff that is in them, but maybe I need to look at the stuff that's in it or I forget what's in there. And so it has to be clear. See where I'm going to get this? So you're either going to be an opaque person or a translucent person, transparent person. (laughs) Um, Does it need to be clear? Does it need to be solid? That's probably the better way to do it. Is it better for me if it has a lid or if it is open? As ADHD folks, as a role eliminate as many barriers as you can from the putting things away. You'll get stuff out. That is not going to be your problem. Your problem is going to be the putting stuff away. I would always highly recommend the no lid approach. Obviously, a cereal container where you're trying to keep something fresh would have a lid. But if you've got this really cool container and it's got a lid, but it's holding enclosed food inside of it, let's say you pull all of the individually wrapped snacks out of a box and you dump them into a container that has a lid. Is there really value in that lid? Think about that. Is the opening difficult to get into or is it nice and wide once you even have an open lid or an open container? So think about that. Is it low enough on my shelf that I can reach my hand in just to dump something in it? Or do I have to pull it down every time, dig through it, and then put it back up there? Again, Ask yourself the barriers you're going to be against. You want to eliminate as many of them as possible. If it is something that's up high and you know you're going to pull it off the the shelf, does it pull off the shelf easily or is it scraping your shelf up every time it's going in or out? Or if you have wire shelves, is it getting hung up on the wiring every time it's coming in or out? One tiny little frustration that provides you with a barrier is going to, it's going to be the downfall of your organized pantry because it's any step that makes maintenance harder is a bad thing so we got to be really careful about how we're picking our container out so these are these are my go-to's I would tell you always no lid always wide opening always low enough that the shelf can be this stuff can be tossed in and out of it on the shelf and it can just sit on the shelf if it has to be pulled off make sure it's easy to get off and put back on Is a turntable a better option? And I could do a whole podcast on the brilliance of turntables, um, lazy Susans, whatever you want to call them, where you're just spinning something around so you can see the stuff from the back of the shelf to the front. They're really, really great to use up high where you don't want to be pulling stuff up and down, but you can reach just the front of the shelf. A turntable makes every item on that turntable come to the front of the shelf for you. So that is actually a brilliant option, but does it need to have just enough lift? Lip that things don't come flying at you when you're spinning them, or does an added lip make it that much harder to reach it on and off? And then you quit using the things in there or you quit putting them away in there because it's too hard to get it up and over the lip. See where I'm going? There's a lot of minefields in containers that we don't think about when we're in the store and everything in the store looks pretty. Is a riser a good option for canned goods? You could not see my riser. I actually have a riser with my canned goods. And if you were in my Facebook group and you saw that one shelf I did not empty, you will see that you can't even tell there was a riser there because things haven't been put away the way that the riser was intended. And again, I also bought it for the um, for the Instagram picture. I'm going to be super honest. So if you're in the Facebook group, I will show you what I've done now that I'm organized again, and let you see if you think it's a worthwhile venture or not to consider a riser. I think that's a lot of, those are a lot of things I wanted you to take into consideration. And one other mistake that I have made, I fell in love, and I know I'm diverting from the pantry here. I fell in love with a linen closet I saw on, on Pinterest, and I decided to literally mimic the exact linen closet in my pantry. I mean, sorry, in my linen closet. I found the exact containers. I bought all the stuff. I knew it was just sheets and towels. I could make anything fit in those containers. Got it all set up. It was beautifully organized. <laughs> I put it on the shelves of my linen closet and I stepped back ready to take the picture. And I was like, oh, that looks so bad. How is it possible that the exact same containers set up the exact same way with all white sheets, guys, all white towels? It should have been pretty. You Want to know where I messed up? The picture in the Instagram post had solid shelves and these were wire metal wire baskets with like these little copper handles that you get at Target. Super cute. The wire basket on my linen closet, which is those like cheap builder grade wire shelves, the wire with the wire just made the brain busy. There was no ah about it when I put it all together. It actually was like, oh, this looks horrible. It looks so busy and annoying and awful. And I ended up having to find a different use for those baskets. And I got solid baskets to put on wire shelves because solid goes with wire or wire goes with solid. The two don't meet as well. Mm. Things you don't think about, like learn from my mistakes, guys. That's why I'm here. (laughs) And know that organizers make them too. So I've hit you with all of these barriers and all of these things, but literally the most, most important thing you have to do when you're ready to get your containers is to measure, 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 and I know it's not measure twice, cut once because we're not cutting anything, but measure twice and you won't be running back to the store to shift things out. Okay. And then the only other barrier that we didn't talk about is when you start buying these containers, they can add up fast really fast. I would always say, take advantage of looking at places like the dollar store, like Target, Uh, Walmart. Bed Bath & Beyond often has some nice ones. You can go into like a Home Goods or Marshall's, TJ Maxx, that kind of thing and find some great containers sometimes. The one cautionary tale I have only with being super frugal, you you have a budget. You have to follow the budget. So it is what it is. So if it's one of those things where you're like, I don't, I can't afford to do it all at once and do it the way I want to do it to get it right. Then if it's something you're going to do over time, I would caution you to then actually spend a little bit more money at a place where you know they always keep the same line in stock. And if this is making any sense, like I will shop at the container store a lot for my clients. One, because their budget allows. Two, because it is very convenient. I I live very near a container store. But three, because when I have clients And I do a lot of repeat work. They'll hire me for one space and then they'll hire me again for another space and they'll hire me again for another space. We might be a year into a relationship and all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, I decided to add some things in my pantry. Can you get me three more of the one kind of basket you were using? I can't always find those same things again at a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls or even a Target changes even just they'll change their handles. I mean they don't always run the same line of product over and over and over again, but the container store does. They are typically very faithful to their lines. Amazon might be easier to find similar product. You can do clever mixing and matching where you might be able to blend some things if you can't re get the same exact type of product over again later. But just sort of be conscientious of that. That would be my only cautionary tale to that. But you can do this in stages. It really can be done if you're like, I just, I'm married to a look and I want to do this right. Buying this stuff at the dollar store doesn't seem satisfying enough to me. Then do it in bits and pieces. It's okay. I feel like this was a bit of a Debbie Downer episode in all of the cautionary tales. But what I want to leave you with, I guess, at the end of the day is there is something to be said about our own desires to keep a beautiful space beautiful. If you invest in trying to choose some containers that are serving you well, and they happen to be really pretty, then they can actually help you keep things maintained because you want it to look pretty again like that. And so you're more apt to spruce it back up. Two other ways that you can make maybe a less expensive product look higher end is to do a nice job with your labels. Labels can really look beautiful if you have a beautiful handwriting and you want to write in like a white chalk pen onto black. You can get an inexpensive roll of black chalk, like tape, ch- black chalk sticker. And if you have pretty handwriting, you can make very uniform, very nice looking labels. You can print things off on your computer with beautiful fonts and then cut them off onto index cards and, and attach them even with double-sided tape. Labels really can make cheaper product look higher end. So you have that in your favor if you can't spend a lot on it. And then I would also encourage you to snap a picture of it when it's all done. I think two reasons. One, if you snapped any before pictures for yourself, you can really see the growth. Part two is you can actually print that picture and stick it you know, behind the door of the pantry door and you get a bored kid one day and go, hey, go look at the picture on the back of the pantry door and make it look like that picture. You'd be amazed what kids are capable of? At at many different ages, they could do a really good job with that. And it gives you a way to have some accountability with your family members. It's the nice side of labeling is they'll know where to put things back or where to put things away. It's okay to be excited about how it looks. I know I busted on the look. But once you've done all of the other work, you make it pretty. It's okay. Just make sure it's still functioning first. I'm just always going to put function over form. And with all of those things in mind, tomorrow we will wrap up our series with Equalize. So until then, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh, gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me, and they wouldn't have to feel so alone but I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a, a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at Home, Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Keep choosing joy.